0: Coming up this week, the panel talk about the recent re-signings to the club, review the loss to GWS, pick five players to discuss in a new segment about list management, take questions from Bigfooty posters and talk about the upcoming game against the Pies. All this and a whole lot more in the Bigfooty Blues podcast.
1: Yes, the Big Footy Blues podcast returns for yet another week. A big welcome to our loyal listeners and any Essendon supporting friends of podcast panelists. I'm ODN, and this is my team. She's little in stature, but not by name. She definitely doesn't look like Golem, and she doesn't have an obsession with taking out federal court injunctions. Hi there, Mebby.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that intro.
3: <laughs>
1: she's our secret weapon, If you, and if you take a shot at her, she comes out fighting. Passionate and feisty. Say that again. Hi, Bluebell.
3: <laughs> Hi, guys.
1: He's the golden boy who has been hiding out overseas of late, and after a recent mishap, he's shocked to be sitting here. Good to have you back, Shandog. <laughs> Will your wife be taking notes tonight? No, she's still
0: in France. <laughs>
1: He has been happy to fill the hot seat during the Golden Boys' absence and is getting a little tired of the milk crate jokes at his expense. Leave him alone, all of you. Don't take their crap, HBS.
4: Uh, thank you. Evening, everybody.
1: <laughs> happy dude is away this week as he has a headache, so we brought in a rogue sports scientist to get him back on his feet. we we'll just give him a moment to finish signing a few Medicare forms. Are you there, Wookie? Uh,
5: maybe. <laughs> He's I Maybe. <like, laughs>
1: Uh, it's good to have you back, mate. Haven't haven't heard from you on the uh, blues podcast for a little while.
5: I've I've had things to do. My people needed me, but uh, now I am here, uh, filling it for people with tinsy witsy migraines and other crybaby stuff.
1: He's nothing if not a man of the people. <laughs>
5: That's exactly it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) a little bit of uh, Carlton news first up, folks. Um, Carlton star Bryce Gibbs will remain a blue after signing a new five-year deal, which will keep him at the club until the end of 2019. Carlton has re-signed its second big-name player this week, with Chris Yaron agreeing to a new two-year deal that will extend his stay at Visi Park until the end of 2016. Carlton's national recruiting manager, Shane Rogers, has recommitted to the Blues after agreeing to a new three-year contract. um, At Carlton's board meeting Monday night, Mark LeDucuche officially uh, <laughs> officially took over from retiring Stephen Kernahan as president of the Carlton Football Club, and with the recent departure of CEO Greg Swan, a uh, board subcommittee has begun the search for a new chief executive officer. Um, the interim CEO responsibilities will be shared between Carlton's general manager of football operations Andrew McKay and chief financial officer Jason Reddick. So that's the main news around Carlton at the moment. Um, anybody have any? Any celebrations
4: or thoughts
3: on uh, on those issues? Great to sign Gibbs and Yaz. Really happy about
5: that.
4: Thad Rogers. Yeah, equally with Thad uh, Rogers as well. I think um looked like he was walking out the door you know, a month or month ago, whatever it was. So um, great that he's recommitted to the club and um, give him give him a bit more time to show what he can do and get some good more uh, kids in the door. Stability
1: are quite important at this stage, and you know we're we're four and nine. Things are looking pretty down on field, and we're not sure what direction our list is taking. So, a little bit of positivity around the place, and um, people are pretty buoyed by all that news this week.
2: they gives to show loyalty and sign for five years when he yeah. probably could have got quite a bit more money because reports have varied from five hundred to six hundred thousand a year. But I'm sure he could have got more if he went elsewhere. So. I'm really happy with that. You guys know how I feel about free agency, so to have somebody really come out and say, no, I'm committed to this club, makes me super happy.
1: Well, yeah, it wasn't just the signings. It was, the, it was, I guess, how emphatic they were as far as the words they used afterwards. And, um, um, uh, Chris Yaron, for example, um, he uh, he went onto social media, before I think, before it was even announced. Yeah, he let uh, it slip and, on Instagram. Yeah, and celebrated the fact and made some really good sounds about... About the club and how, how welcoming it was to him, and you know, how he loves it there, and how, and, and even it probably a little bit about how they, they need to work t- together better as a team and so forth. So, he, he seems to be making some leadership sounds there. I'm really He's impressed with him. He's
2: grown up that. quite a bit this
1: year. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, a little bit of a bright spot and, uh, and otherwise um, dim season today. Speaking of uh, dim season to date On Sunday uh, GWS 15-10-100 Defeated Carlton 14-8-92 For Carlton goals Menzel 3 McLean and Wake Thomas 2 Armfield, Everett, Walker, Tui and Gibbs Singles Best for Carlton uh, Robinson, Gibbs, Judd, Walker, Everett and Menzel Uh, Injuries uh, Murphy was replaced late uh, With some hamstring tightness Uh, Armfield came in for him And Simon White um, sustained a knee injury. And uh, Armfield was a sub, replaced Simon White in the third quarter. Uh, I'm just not going to call on individuals here. Just uh, feel free to chat amongst the group about what we thought about that game.
2: I'll start with a positive. Um, Mitch Robinson played out of his skin and was, I think, our best on ground. And it's really good to see him actually have such a positive impact. He did still do a couple of very Robbo-esque had a couple of Robo S moments, but on the whole, I was really, really happy with him, and that's probably the brightest spot in a very dark day.
0: I think yeah, he still blazed away a little bit out of um, contest, but at least he was kicking it to um, another contest where previously everyone seems to sort of have one man backed, and when Robo wins the hardball because he does that pretty well throws it on the boot, and ends up in uh, loose defender's arms. This time around, um, it didn't, I don't know whether it was because it was a real man-on-man game, or whether we actually set up the structures, like we talked about maybe in round three, and said if you're going to do that, <laughs> let's put some people in front of the ball to get it. Um, but yeah, he had a fantastic game. It was really good. I don't think Jamison got enough kudos either. I think he had a really good game as well. He was he was just solid, and that's what you want from a backman. Um, but there wasn't too many players who stood out and Against GWS as well. It was
2: pretty grim, wasn't it? They just like they were faster, they were stronger, they were more composed, they had better skills, they like, wiped the floor with us.
1: How how typically Carlson to actually put in a couple of good performances against top teams, not take away the points, uh, and then still rest on their laurels. And I think the intensity dropped off a lot on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I thought that we'd at least, even if we weren't going to win, that we'd found out the ingredient to. At least keep our work rate right up and, and and keep the intensity of the contest. And um, for half that game, they didn't look like they wanted to be there.
3: Our skills are terrible. They've gone oh, back sheer. Yeah. Oh, and Simpson.
2: I mean, I've been like obsessing over how fabulous he is all year. And what did he have one possession to time? Yeah, he got it
3: tagged
2: was, out. It was oh my gosh. And Walker, get away from me. <laughs> Like, what did he, he did? Oh, I just it was it was one of those games, you know. Believe it or not, I was lost for words. I didn't speak during the whole time I was watching it. I just sat in silence and just shook my head for thought. Yeah, I, I had, had a cry. cold
0: numbness the whole time I was watching. It. And yeah. then when we lost, like I, I wasn't even mad. I'm like I'm not even mad. I'm just I'm just sad. Like
3: we're all over it, aren't we? Really? Yeah. yeah. Over it. well,
4: what, what what stood out for me is I had a look at the stats. I must have been probably Monday when I was at work and um. 29 to 8 clangers, we just, we just gave the ball back, just
5: yeah, won too easily down. on
4: Sunday, I, I, I was lucky the remote or um, just didn't go through the TV on, on Sunday, it was just shocking, I, I was yelling at the TV that much, my dog looked at me and went, yeah I'm not sitting here next to you and, and pissed off <laughs> in another room, so. my dog
3: did the same thing, <laughs> oh really,
2: I was silent, like honestly I just sat here and was just, I had nothing.
4: No, I I hate watching um I hate watching Carlton on TV. I get I get way too frustrated. I, I don't know how the I don't know how um Wookie and Shandog do it to be honest. Watching it mm-hmm. from Adelaide, I, I I hate it. I hate watching it on TV.
0: Yeah, it's pretty hard. And fuck, uh, sorry. <coughs> <laughs> Dwayne Russell.
3: Oh my god. Oh, god. I'd I rather be at the game,
0: game. and I'm not ra- listen oh, to him. Exactly. That's
3: why, that's why. Like
2: honestly, I never get get to. I'm never punished with having to hear the commentators because I'm, I'm normally at the game and when I watch games as a neutral on TV I mute it or I listen to it on the radio
3: and oh, is he the stupidest man alive? Yeah, he's just dumb and he hates oh. crap. You can tell he's so bloody biased. It's ridiculous.
0: Uh, imagine a super group of commentators like him, BT, Das. Oh. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Do you, want me to,
2: do you want me to be dead? Because I'd rather not watch.
0: TVs <laughs> yeah. around the country would not survive games
1: hi mm-hmm. no, no, was it uh, wasn't it was it Dwayne Russell who um, made mention of uh, like there was some sort of something some sort of conspiracy up because oh, Judd wasn't captain the place of yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah he said he said um he couldn't understand why Judd um wasn't captain for the day when correctly oh, that's was right <laughs> but seriously a, you the sh- oh my god if I see him in the street I will glare at him yeah.
0: Mm. I'm going to throw this out there. I think the podcasters and anyone else who's um, keen from the Big Footy Blues board, we should just start streaming Carlton commentary for the games, like, kind of like press red for Ed, except it's going to be good. <laughs> just be asked everyone can just tune into that and watch the games. It'll be much better.
2: Can you imagine me commentating the game? That would be terrible. I
0: could, and it sounds <laughs> good.
2: That's only because you've heard me commentate other games when we've, <laughs> <laughs> when we've been recording.
5: That's interesting. You'd hear swearing
4: from me.
2: Pardon?
4: You'd actually just hear swearing from me. That,
5: that's <laughs> all you get from me. Just
0: yeah, swearing. well, that's it. Wookie, this weekend, you <laughs> we'll come round and we'll get that sorted.
5: We'll, we'll, we'll commentate the Collingwood-Carlton game Saturday, Sunday night. Done. Done. I love Jesus. it. I'll even set up a live stream for you. Thank God I'm going
3: on the footy. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, Blue
5: <laughs> Some people have no faith. <laughs> Not oh, oh, faith man. at all. all or okay. too much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, look, I think we'll just move on from Sunday's debacle. And uh, we're going to introduce a new segment. Uh, given our season is shot, uh, we're going to be concentrating a lot more on uh, looking at our list and where it's headed, and what we need to do. Uh, who do you need to trade? Um, who, who do we need to delist and who should we retain? And we call this List It, Love It or Leave It. Uh, we're going to start off uh, this segment we're gonna, I think we're going to look at a handful of players each week for the next uh, nine weeks or so and uh, just go through each player and think uh, how they've gone this year and where they stand in our future plans and what we should be doing with them so we want brutal honesty here folks, don't, be, don't think you've got to be sugarcoated. Um, if, if, you, if, if you think a player you know, has their head on the chopping block then say so um, we'll start we'll, we'll go in number order and we'll start with Andrew Walker
3: had a terrible year. <laughs> he
5: yeah. needs to play forward. He does. He needs to play forward. We're playing him out of position. He's a 50-goal-a-year forward in 2011 that we sent to half-back for no real good reason other than we could do it. And he, he had needs a great season last
3: year, though, in the back line. He did.
5: Yeah, and we're still missing goal-picking forwards, aren't we?
3: Mm, I, would, I would actually swap Hendo and Walker and see what happens.
2: Yeah, well, uh, Henderson needs to play back, Definitely. And Walker needs to go forward because whatever we what we're doing now isn't working, and I think it's doing Walker a disservice. And we should give him another chance to play forward.
4: Yeah, I reckon leave him where he is. If he if he's struggling to get if he's struggling to get the ball at half back, he's not going to get it at half forward. those so I'm, I'm not I'm not sure he's he's our biggest problem at the moment. But um, yeah, I, I'd leave him where he is.
5: You play differently at half back than you do at half forward, though. Hbf like. Yeah, you, I, know, you don't have to be accountable. People have to account for you, and that's a lot more difficult when you're a player like Walker. Yes.
4: I, I'd leave Walker where he is. Um, I, I just in the form that he's in, I, I just don't see him offering any more to us than what than what he's doing at um, at halfback. If we want to bring someone in, and I know I'm sort of getting off the subject here, but if we want to bring somebody in, I'd bring Johnson in and play Johnson and Menzel forward, and leave Walker where he is, and leave leave him and Yaron in the back because it's pretty clear that Mick likes run out of defence. So I would leave him, I'd leave him where he is. And I actually wouldn't underestimate how big an influence the injury he had at the, in the pre-seasons had on his form. I mean, to I went up to Ballarat to see, the, um, see that game against North Melbourne. I thought he was okay that day, um, got injured, and then I think he's just been struggling ever since. Got reported and suspended round one so he probably just hasn't had a real much continuity this year. Um, so I'd I'd leave him where he is.
0: I think he's had a fair run. Um, I mean, what are we up to round 15 now? We'd be expecting a bit more. I'm hoping that Dylan Buckley can really take his place, and I'd love to see Walker forward. He was so damaging there. Dylan Buckley has got a lot of speed, and with a bit more development, he might fill that same spot that Walker's done. And has been really good coming off the half back flank, um, running through lines and, and hitting targets and stuff. So I'd I'd like to see in the future that happen. Yeah.
4: So well, so okay. So if if Walker goes forward, what do we do? Do we push Hendo back and chop Rowe? Or
5: what's... I think Hendo I think Hendo has to go back. He's just not, cu- not cutting it up forward at the moment. Right. And he, he played his best football for us in well at centre half back. I think we need Roe in... I don't think it hurts to have Roe, Jamison, and and Henderson down back.
2: Especially now that White's injured.
5: Uh, well, especially with White injured. But I don't think White was ever a permanent solution to the backline anyway. Um, yeah. Roe's needed to take those bigger forwards, and he has done a reasonable job of that. If they get the matchups right, there's some odd matchups where Jamison probably should have taken the key forward a lot sooner than he has... But uh, I, I think Jamison, Rowe, and Henderson would work wonders down back. And if you if you slot Dylan Buckley into that, and you can find someone to replace a massively out of form Tui, then uh, you're going to go a long way to solving the defensive problems we've got at the moment.
0: Yeah, I, I like the idea of a backline of uh, Jamison, Rowe, and Henderson. It sounds pretty good to me. And you never know what we're going to. And I'm sort of this is talking for next year, realistically. And you never know who we're going to get in the trade period of draft or um, uh, through free agency or whatever that's going to come in as a forward and that's going to really sort of fill that hole that Henderson would leave up forward down back.
1: Okay, uh, look, um, so look, I think we all agree though um, that Walker's got enough credits in the bank that we're not, you know, we're not going to get offload him. Are we? Yeah. Oh, absolutely no. not. No, absolutely
5: no. not. No.
3: Okay.
1: Um, number two um, is Troy Menzel.
2: We love Men. excuse <laughs> me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's not, even, it's
2: not even funny to joke all about. All
1: right, moving on to Mark Murphy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, no, but in all seriousness, Jake Nile wrote an article about an hour ago that's just gone up on the Age AH website that keys are pointed to in the Menzel thread. Um, and I guess they're trying to throw speculation as to whether or not he'll re-sign, and it briefly mentions Geelong having a look at him. But if you read the article, it doesn't really say anything at all. He's just that it's yeah. pretty normal. You've got your own Menzel. Yeah, that's
5: right. Yeah. right. <laughs> finals, I think you'll look at our Menzel and go, oh, why can't I stay on injured long enough to play like that? <laughs> and and oh. everyone's just go, please
0: don't do your knee, please you're don't do your yeah, You're putting your moz on him.
2: Can we sign Menzel for like 15 years here
3: yeah, yeah, give him a Lynch-like contract. Uh, <laughs> like 15 contract. years. <laughs> <talking> <laughs> away. I'm not
2: yeah. even kidding.
3: Yeah. <laughs> He's what? been... I, I yep. think I've said it before. He, I, I, he reminds. I reckon he's going to be our version of Stevie J once he builds his tank. I just all the class in the world, and just he should never ever be sub again. And he should play every game from here on. When's he Absolutely. going to get a
4: rookie?
1: When's he going to get a rising
3: star nomination? No, bloody soon. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, we've had our rising star nomination for the year, for the in decade. A decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll
1: be right there, but you know, I, I, I think. Uh, somebody as inexperienced as him, he's, kicking, he's kicked three goals on a few occasions now. That's generally enough to get you a good... He's gurney, our leading so.
2: goalkeeper, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he is,
1: so yeah. He is.
2: Yeah, and he's been
3: sub a couple of times and missed a game or two. Yeah. Uh, Here's my prediction. Sorry. He'll get it this week. He'll smash Collingwood.
0: Mm. He's been yeah. a bit unlucky. He's had really good games where he's kicked bags two or three and been really well, uh, really good. And someone else from you know GWS or Gold Coast has just had a, like a ridiculously good game, and they've got the nod over him.
5: Can, so,
0: yes
2: Yes. You
0: say that two goals is a bag, mate. Two goals? Yeah. No, no, no. I'd say a bag is is four. Yeah. I five. You I'd universe. go five. Is I'd it? go five. Maybe I'm just getting optimistic after our lack of forwards.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh,
0: uh,
1: bags a bags bag are... is two. That's bags. right <laughs> yeah. Bags have definitely Come down <laughs> in value Though over the years Haven't they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody's kicking A lot of goals These these days What We've is got
2: it got like Hidden bags isn't
1: the, isn't the leader On about 38 For the season Or something at the moment Or something A lot ridiculous like yeah, that Just no. under 40
0: Wouldn't be huge No <laughs>
1: No Nobody's kicked A lot of goals This year
4: Well just Having a look Guys Mental, Mental is leading With 19 And um, Henderson's Second with 14 So he's Fairly um, Clearly out in front Of the moment um, yeah, going to be an absolute gun. So no yeah. issues with Men staying where he is, and um, sign him up as quickly as you possibly can, Macca.
3: Agree. I, I can't believe
0: I can't believe Hendo's coming second. Imagine if he was actually in
3: mm.
0: shit, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but come on, you know, we, we,
1: It reminds me of the years I think when Kuda won the goal kicking with twenty seven or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, near the, near the years we get like eight Brownlow Medal votes for the whole team for the year or something like
5: that. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Those late '90s, after Sticks retired and uh, before yeah. before Lance Jeez. came onto the scene,
3: so depressing. I thought we passed those bloody. I don't years. want to
2: talk about it. Who's number three? <laughs> Murphy! Yay! <Yeah>. <laughs> Mark
1: <laughs> Murphy's up next, people.
2: Well, you know,
0: shouldn't be captain, but
2: controversial. But,
0: yeah. Well, look, you said don't pull any punches, ODN. So shouldn't be captain, but um, he's definitely. He should be on the list until he retires. Um, he's a great player, regardless of his ups and downs, and um, had a great sort of period early in the year, has been a bit off. He's he's a fantastic player, and players like him, Menz, and Gibbs are who we, we should be building the, the team around in the future. So, you know, give him everything he wants. Him and Menz will give him whatever they want.
1: Yeah, look, I would, I would have agreed early on that about... Um, maybe not being captain, but uh, seeing seeing Simo drop off and seeing Carazzo just cannot get back and hasn't played well for a fair while now, except for a couple of stopping jobs. Um, I, I really don't know who should be captain. If... Diagon? Aaron Joseph. <laughs> Diagon, maybe? <laughs> but,
2: well, He's doing
1: well. Let, let, let's be honest, it, sh- it still should be Chris Judd,
5: but um, you know... Yeah, it's, yeah, the, the, only person. First, sorry, the only person I would have had ahead of Murphy would have been Jamison. Um, and Malthouse, when he when they were announcing the captaincy, said he was sorry that Jamison didn't put his hand up for the captaincy. Um, I, and, and that's a pity, because I think Jamo would have been the ideal captain. He's we... too
0: cerebral. He'd be like trying to tell everyone in really sort of colourful language what to do, and they'd just be, I've got no
2: idea. At least someone
3: would be talking. This is I'm true. Glad, I'm glad Murph got the captaincy. He has to grow into the role. He's got great support, um, and I think he's done pretty well.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Sorry, um,
0: Shandog. <laughs> no, that's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, shut up, Shandog. <laughs> All right. I'll catch you
1: another week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Go back I'll, to Europe.
1: We're doing well up the top of the order. That's three untouchables uh, so far. Moving on to number four, Bryce Gibbs.
3: Well, wow. need say any more. Five years, he's ours forever.
1: Yeah, and the form that he's displayed... Um, in the last few weeks, has probably been the elite midfielder form that we've expected from him all along, and yeah. he seems to the penny seems to have dropped. Uh, and even when the guys sort of dropped off in their intensity uh, against GWS, I think he was still giving a pretty good account of himself. Uh, yeah. Not his best game, but I don't think he was as uh, I don't think he was just picking and choosing when to go and when not to. I think he was he was in there giving a pretty effort. So he didn't suck as hard
3: as the others. <laughs> look, I think it just clearly shows Gibbs he should have always played in the midfield. I mean you know yeah. he's been mr. Fixer down back, but he's really proven exactly what he's got, and I think you know they've they've made that call too late, but anyway, we're seeing the best of him now, so yeah I mean, I think
0: we all just hope and pray that this this is his benchmark now this is this is the standard performance you know, and that's and if he played like this if he averaged the same sort of stats and and had the games that he Uh, you know, played like this for the rest of his career those five years, we'd be like, absolutely brilliant, that's exactly what we expected, what we wanted to get, in fact we probably got more than what we paid for, Um, but if he falls off again and and drops, I'd hate to be reading the Gibbs threads on the
5: boards.
2: It's a long time, like it's pretty long to me, but I guess that's what happens with free agency, you kind of want to, Mm. that's, you pay less per year for more years or something, that seems to be the trend, but it is five years going to be the the common thing now?
5: It's going to be more and more common. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, five years five years at six hundred thousand is not, or so, well, even less. We well, some people have told us, but um, it's not that bad. A coup Cudafitis five years was pretty bad. There was a lot. There was a lot more money for that time, and uh, he, I think he did his knee in the second year. Yeah. Um, and it took, you know, we lost a year out of him there. That, That's that,
3: wood. That,
1: well, no, but I'm just saying that really, that sort of a contract really hurt us. Um, and um, you know, well, Chris Judd was five years, and he added a six-year on, and that did, you know, we got value for money with that. So, uh, I, I, you, it, this is what you've got to do to secure your young talent. It's this mm-hmm. doggy dog, and it's um, it's so easy. But it, it, it's no longer taboo for you for players to jump clubs. You're not judged anymore. It's oh, you're so still free- judged
3: by a lot of people, but, but not, shouldn't be. Not,
1: it's becoming easier. It's becoming easier. You know, so many players are doing it now that uh, you're almost going to be coming into it soon. Mm. So and don't forget,
0: salary caps increase just about every year anyway as well. So, you yeah. know.
1: And
2: are, I mean, we still, are they still going to do that thing where you can bank for the next year?
0: It's yet to
4: come in, isn't it?
0: But yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I
2: heard, like, is it coming in next year
4: or? No, no I think it's still got to be. It's still got to come in. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It hasn't been passed a... by the Commission.
2: Oh, they it? haven't said no. signed off
5: on it or
2: anything. Because Eddie
5: McGuire's probably cracking it. Well, I, I have some reservations about effectively signing a five-year deal for what is effectively five weeks of decent form from Gibbs. <laughs> that is my only concern about this. If he can't replicate that consistently over the next five years, um, we've made. Something of a mistake, but I've been quite vocal on the subject of him being traded, so I'm going to shut up. No, yeah, I, I think don't. that's probably
4: a bit harsh, actually. I, I reckon his last, I don't know, ten weeks maybe, have been pretty good. And look, and you have to remember his his game against Richmond in last year's elimination final, very good as well. So, I, I mean, I, I was a little surprised they gave him five, but uh, you know, good on him. I mean, he's only going to he's only going to be um, just gone past 30 years old when, he's, when his five-year deal runs out. So he's not... I, I, I don't think the club are taking too many risks doing it. I mean, he's, he hasn't really had any um, bad injuries since he's been at Carlton Touchwood. So I'm um, more, more than happy to, to keep him on a, on a five-year deal. And, and I think his form's probably been a bit better than what a lot of people out there think it has been.
0: Yeah. yeah, on that note too as well, I couldn't believe it when I read this stat in the uh, the article that got put up, I think on the AFL website, about his re-signing. I can't believe how many games he's actually played. He's in the 170s, is he? Yeah, 168, what, uh, I think. Uh,
3: 168.
0: I can't believe that he's played that many. It just feels like yesterday that we signed him on. and the uh, He's only
3: youngest.
0: Yeah, and he's only missed a very small handful of games out of all yeah. of those, so he's been resilient so far, which is great. Um, I don't think, I think realistically, if you, if you had someone who is just looking at it from purely business and strategy sense at this deal, to lock him in for five years, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find people who say that's not the smart move.
4: Yeah, so. Yeah. no, I, I agree. I, I think lock him in for five. Um, now he's going to be a one-club one player.
0: Um, oh, you can trade him at the end, you know, cash in.
4: Uh, yeah.
2: long, styles.
1: Yeah. The, the the main the main board of big is our hardest critic, and if they if people are basically saying it was a good it was a good re-signing from us, um, then um, both Carlton and Dan Gibbs have uh, won a little bit of respect on that score. So, um, yeah, good and, outcome. And a couple of a few of us had uh, Gibbs as uh, potentially being our best and fairest at the start of the year, and uh, it wasn't looking good for the first month, but uh, it's yeah, he'd uh, be like, in the running, wouldn't he? He'd be, he'd be right up there now. Hey, be the right. really own Okay, moving on. Uh, number five, Chris Judd. Huh.
3: Where do we go? Oh, trade? I love Juddy. Bloody trade, whatever.
2: <laughs> he trade can him. stay as long as he wants. I reckon. I agree. He I just he tells us when yeah. he's done.
0: Chicken because wing eye gouge trade.
4: Do we think one more year after this one, and that'll probably see him out? Oh, yeah, but... I don't think he'll play beyond that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Unless you put him in the forward pocket, I mean, he's only he's going to be thirty-one in September. He's still quite young, so you could probably play him at the forward line. Do
4: you think he's going to be one of those players, though, Bluebell? That'll that'll hang on just to play. Like
3: Nah, he would. I don't think so. But you never. I mean, look, he's missed a lot of footy this year. You never know. I
0: always get the impression from his interviews that he's not a. Mad, passionate football person.
3: Yeah, no, he's not. And yeah, he's even been quoted to say that once he retires, he won't even have anything to do nah. with football. Yeah, yeah, right. he's
2: set up all his business ventures and that sort of thing, and I think he's really preparing himself to to give it up. But and I think he's not going to be like a, if I could say, Jonathan Brown <laughs> before he retired and play on a little bit too long and have people saying should he have already given it up? Like I think he'll he'll call
4: it. Yeah. But Maybe. But, but, but,
2: yeah.
4: Um, in in Jonathan Brown's defence. Um, no, I love
2: Jonathan Brown.
4: No, I, 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 am sure you do. But it was actually Le that asked, that actually, almost pleaded with Jonathan Brown to play this year. Uh, yeah. I, I actually think Brown wanted to retire at the end of last year.
2: Okay, well then maybe not Jonathan Brown, yeah. someone else. He played on too long.
4: Name. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Justin Madden. I reckon he went a year too long.
2: Oh, no.
4: Yep.
1: Well, he retired mid-season, so Porter could get elevated off a rookie list, didn't he? So, That's right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I would have thought this was Juddie's last year, you know, half a year out with injury. Um, it wasn't looking good. And uh, the way he came back um, absolutely blew me away um, that, he, that he was able to come out and produce football like that after so long out. And and, and i am sort of I don't know, he looked a little bit fresher, he looked a little bit more determined, and uh, maybe he got sick of people saying that he was washed up and wanted to show them something. So just on the basis of the way he looked there, I'm thinking, well, wow, I'd love to see another year out of him. And I, I, I think he would love to actually lead on a good note. I, I don't know. He'll, I think he'll stay next year. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's just
2: so good to see him out there like... Oh. I hate to think of the day where he doesn't play for us anymore. I know because you see him run out, and every time he gets the ball, the crowd just goes ballistic, and you can't. Yeah, Chris has got the ball. Like he's just, oh.
0: Yeah, and then he shanks it out in the full. But now I've remembered. Shani-
3: it. Honestly, oh, I don't know what you. your problem is with me today, <laughs> but you are really grinding Shani- my gears. It's not. Man,
0: it's not the problem with you. It's it's juddy.
3: Shani, did you watch the Hawth- have you watched the Hawthorne game since you've been back?
0: Not in four. I watched the first half.
3: He yeah, well, then was your face. He was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> this nobody, is all getting... nobody bagged out Chris Judd to me.
5: You've, you've been told. Okay.
3: Judd Shani. our saviour. He single-handedly turned our club around when he comes. All right. You
5: deserve but... more respect than that, Chad. <laughs> right. But I, I, I would just like to ask, if he plays on another year, is he keeping guys like Graham out of the side? That's
4: mm-hmm. my so concern. It's
2: Leeds keeping Graham out.
4: Yeah, it's not Judd. It's, it's McLean. It's McLean and maybe Armfield and that that are keeping um, Graham out of the team, not Judd.
5: mm mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What was that? I don't know, was <laughs> that was Wook.
5: That
1: was his quadruple thoughtfulness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that was the most bizarre thing ever.
0: He was thinking that through on every level and agreed. <laughs>
2: did he no, like, end on a note of agreement, or is that it, a note of? Uh,
5: it could it, be any one of the three of them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, it's one thing to say play the kids, but then you're keeping every guy that's you know eligible for a freaking pension on.
2: No, so, <laughs> if we got up to the numbers of McLean, um, I guarantee
3: you I would not be saying Keith. Can I say something? There's a few more players to go before Juddy. Yes, yeah, thank I, you.
5: I, I would yep. like ODN was saying about how he was refreshed and everything when he came back. He's missed half the freaking year. He'd want to be refreshed. He's yeah. Just, and been doing nothing for the last six months. <gasps> yeah, hard to, hard to work away. You've
1: got to get that
5: rust out. And he didn't need to get that rust I out. I love Judd for, for all the stuff that he did when he came to the club. But I almost think it's time that if we're going to start seeing these kids progress, the kids that we want to see play. That uh, guys like Judd and McLean and yes Armfield, they're Don't all
2: Judd t- in the same sentence as those I two. I agree, I you can't. Agree. You cannot tell me that he hasn't contributed to the side when he when we played Hawthorne he was the one that lifted everybody else. Yeah. You can't. You can't just kiss that goodbye. I'm sorry. But the problem
0: is, do we want it to be him who's lifting everyone else?
2: Well, it okay. has to be at the moment.
0: Well, at the moment, yeah, and that that's the frustrating thing I think.
2: Well, what Nick Graham's going to come out and do that, is he?
0: No, someone else should. Someone like a Walker or a Yaron or those people. They should Gibbs. They should be lifting the whole team.
3: And they will. Look, they haven't even. I mean, Juddie's Juddie. He's always going to lift the side. I mean, he's a natural leader. That's that's just a given. But I mean, to call for him to walk away just so other players can get a gig, I think is too premature. It's oh, too no. sudden. It's a
0: middle. You got it's it's a it's a balancing act that you got to do. That.
5: I didn't say he should go. I merely asked if he was keeping players out of the side.
0: And I merely responded. Moving
1: on. (laughs) Moving right along. Uh, Folks, uh, we're going to launch into another new segment. Uh, This is Channel the Panel. started a thread on the Bigfooty board uh, asking for uh, Bigfooty Blues posters to ask questions of the panel. Uh, they can aim it at the group in general, or they can ask specific posters, uh, or podcasters rather. And we, it's, uh, the thread's been humming along, uh, a lot of good stuff in there. Not too many uh, actual serious questions, but uh, it's been a fun, fun thread. But I think we'll start out with uh, we'll, we'll go in order, and we'll do some of these over the coming weeks as we go. And the first question is directed to HBF. Uh, HBF, if you had our number one draft pick in two thousand and seven again, would you would you still pick Matthew Cruiser over
4: Trent Cotchin? Uh, look, I would. I would still take Cruz over Cochin. Um, you have a, I've, I've actually watched the game on Friday night, Richmond versus Sydney. Cochin gets a lot of his kicks, um, on the footy, like in, in defence. And he also, he just, he, he really annoys me because he, he's such a good player and he, all he wants to do is just seem to be that link player that he just, it's like the little give and go. Like he gets it, kicks it 20 metres, runs past, Gets a handball receive, kicks another 20 metres, and he. It, it's it's funny you you have a look in the a lot of the game day threads that Richmond play in, and a lot of people make comments that he he really does pad his stats, as well as anyone in the game, and I just think Richmond have, um, developed him, incorrectly. They they really need to, that they really need to to develop him as I saw him as an under 18 player where, he would actually burst out of a pack, judd like. Um, and hit, and hit players on the chest inside 50. That, that's, that's the player that they need rather than this, um, sort of this, almost this sheepdog at, at half back. So, I'd, um, I, he, he just hasn't developed the way, the way I thought he would. With, uh, with Cruz, obviously he's been injured uh, a lot recently. I mean, I can't even remember the last time he actually strung multiple games together. Um, love, his, love his work rate, love his, Love his, um, love the way he gets about the ground for such a big bloke. So yeah, I, um, definitely still take Cruiser over Uh What is it seven years on? Oh yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Look, I mean, you know,
1: you can't you can't help injuries. And, Correct. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: you, you know, I, I suppose if you're supposed to have a crystal ball and you know predict that Cruiser was going to get injured. Um. Then, then maybe you change it. Change it, but Cochin has been—he was overrated when people thought he was one of the best mids in the in the game, and it's uh, it's, it's showing now. He's he's not in the not in the ten, top ten for me.
2: Well, he would fit in quite nicely with all our players. He can't hit a target.
1: <laughs> As I said, uh, if if if, if, uh, if it was a drinking gu- uh, game, even uh, a mortal tyrant would probably find it pretty hard to handle. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it would be a, if you had to drink every time Cochin turned
5: it over, just just to play devil's advocate here on this if I may, without people killing me
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't make any promises, Wookie
5: In 2007 we took Sean Hampson as the priority pick right? Yep. Now, and I can't remember who the Ruckman we actually had playing for us at the time was, but I assume he was some loser that we later got rid of um, My question is Based on the, the the side that we already had taken and that we already had playing for us, why wouldn't we have taken Cochin?
4: Because Cruiser was the best player in that in that in that draft,
5: and that was our policy at the time. Then we did that for years. But the, Michael, if we did two thousand seven all over again and we had to take the players that we needed at the time, would when we you, would have taken Cochin Cruiser?
1: No, look, we 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 just the period of time you are talking about for years. We were we were looking at Ruckman like. We were looking at, uh, probably, probably their best Ruckman we with hats, uh, for the whole of the 2000s was Barnaby French, you know, for crying yeah. out loud. Uh, aside from that, we had, uh, Lindsay Smith, Ricky Mott, uh, uh DeLuca, DeL- <laughs> yeah, Ricky, exactly, uh,
0: Adrian DeLuca,
1: oh, uh, um, we had, jeez, uh, i Ackland. Um, we well, had some seriously. Well, I know. I'm sorry, I thought, guys. Was, I
0: thought that name was banned from this
1: podcast. You're yeah.
2: making me sick, man. I'm,
1: I'm sorry, guys, but we had some terrible. Dylan McLaren. It was about. Oh. I don't know. Was he only five and a half foot? I'm not sure. He was the shortest rugby <laughs> i I don't even but, know who that
2: is.
5: Yeah, exactly. This is the point, not Manny. Brisbane, but uh, we also had cloak.
1: Come on, okay, Wookie. You're, you're not helping yeah, wrong your own cloak. Network.
5: Yeah,
3: you're not
1: helping your we, we we were trying to we were trying to bring Izaki uh, oh uh, help into the you know he never he, he never came got to play a game but um, we we were seriously struggling so we yeah. get we get Hampson he was a former soccer player. Up here in Queensland, um, he he was a bit of a project ruck, but he was pretty, the athleticism made mean that people were quite interested in him. So we knew he wasn't going to come on straight away, and it was sort of like, it, in typical Carlton fashion, I guess, if we've got a glaring hole somewhere, we we throw a few players at it, hoping one will stick. Um, and, and but but instead of actually trying to draft these lords, Picks in the '60s and, and hoping that they can ruck from Chris Bryan. There's another one. Sorry, just, they is just coming out at me like a nightmare. Um, and, <laughs> but, um, oncoming headlights. They, they I, 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 I see the logic in what we were doing with Cruiser, but the thing is, and then we, we probably compounded it later on by the next year by going out and getting. Uh, we got Sammy Jacobs as a rookie on the list, probably the same year. So we had three ruckmen we were going to work with. Then we went out and got Warnock because. We're realizing Jacobs had, hadn't stepped up yet. Hampson and, and Cruiser were kids, and uh, Warnock was a, a, you know another year older than that. So we were hoping that he would hold the fort until the others came on. And I, I just cannot believe that uh, not one of them has come on as a gun ruck. You know, out of all, all, throwing all those draft picks, you know, and trades, um, nobody came on as a gun ruck for us through whether it be through injury or inconsistency. None of them are actually in the top five or six rucks in the, in the competition, and we thought we, you know, we would have, we would have got at least one. But uh, look, I, I understand the logic and why we did all of those things with those with those ruckmen.
0: Yeah, that's so, that's the pain with that thing. Is you can you can argue and see the reason behind just about every one of those picks, and at the end of the day, it's been a house of cards and all fallen down, and there's nothing you can do about it because it's in the past.
1: Um. All right, we'll go, we'll go to another question.
0: Uh, oh, I've got one here from Thigh. Um, do you have any two-stroke fuel lying around? No, I don't, Thigh, because I used it to burn my car and claim insurance. Sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there you go. Fair enough.
2: Oh, you ask the hard-hitting questions and we answer them.
0: Yeah, not pulling punches. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm going
1: to move on to another serious question. <laughs> um, uh, the Sheik asks, Newly elected President Mark the Log. Le Emlo. Mark the Log. He calls him the is Mark Le has been very active over the last week, doing as many radio and print interviews as he could fit in. What is the panel's reaction to the amount of interviews he did? And secondly, what level of confidence did he instill in you?
2: I don't see anything wrong with him doing media. I mean, everybody. Rolls their eyes at Eddie Maguire, right? But you can't deny what he's done for Collingwood. And the same thing with Koshy. Like, that man does my freaking head in. But he's out there and he's putting his club at the forefront of people's minds and getting the message out there. I don't see anything wrong with it. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily confident in the log, but surely he needs a chance chance to do something before we can all start judging him.
0: Yeah, and look, it, it makes sense. I mean, he's the new president of Carlton, and I don't know if you know, but he's kind of a big deal. Because he's the new president of Carlton. So it makes a lot of sense. And especially because no one, well, I don't know if I'm, you know, talking out of, out of turn here and, and for other people that it might not be correct, but I had no idea who he was. And no, so, not yeah, and so having him come out and do what what is, you know, I mean, you could say is a fair few interviews, but actually getting to know him, see the way that he speaks and all that sort of stuff was a great thing. And I think the content of what he said was quite good. Um, to be honest. He seems like a bit of a straight shooter, um, and that's what we want. That's what we need in our board.
2: Um, I was happy that he said that he told Matheson to just pick up the phone and call him. Don't call the media. You know, don't be a mouthpiece. Yeah. Just call him if you've got an issue and tell him.
1: Look, I think, and I, and I get the feeling, uh, Kernaghan was uh, the same way with Matheson, but uh, he still goes and does what he wants. So oh, you no, know,
2: I know you can't rank, like put him on a leash, but I'm saying he made a like a public statement about it.
1: Yeah, no, that's it. Look, we we can only take him at his word. It, it, it's, it's, we don't have any real plan or anything at the moment. It's just a whole lot of motherhood statements. But he does speak well, so we'll wait and see um, what comes out of his mouth uh, over the rest of the year. And uh, hopefully he's got a genuine plan and it's not just a, I don't know, a, a token figurehead role.
5: I'm not sure he's given as many interviews as people think he has. i know. No, sure.
1: I've seen a couple that you, you put up.
5: Snippets it's, of the same freaking interview for the like,
2: yeah, that's true.
0: It has been
1: played
5: a lot It's different shows. It's yeah. the same interview. It's all the it's all from uh, Barrett's Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning agenda thing with him. Yeah, they played
2: it, the, it on yeah, the footy show. The same times. thing.
5: They played the footy classified. They played it on the, the Thursday night footy show. They played parts of it on AFL 360. I think it's the same. Yes, thing. It's not, it's not so much
0: how many interviews, it's the exposure that he has received from those interviews that we're I talking about I think he's actually
5: given so. two interviews, one to um, Mark Robinson and one to Damien Barrett. Yeah.
3: I'll add something, at least we know who our president is, unlike the Richmond supporters. Mm-hmm. Peggy! <laughs>
5: What's
3: wrong with old Peggy? Oh. She hardly says anything! Oh, I, I've seen her speak, she's actually really good. Yeah, but not in the media. Yeah, so you wouldn't even even know that she was their president. Oh, look! If I was the
0: if I was the president of Richmond, I'd just shut the fuck up, you
5: know. (laughs) I would be owning up to that at the moment, (laughs) either. All
1: right, we're going to go on to another
5: question. Oh,
0: um, yeah, I've got another one, um, late, late comer from Sin City. Uh, how come when you look at the sun you sneeze? Uh, that's actually called the photic sneeze reflex, and it, it affects about 18 to 35% of the population. Side note, my wife, when I brought this up with her, uh, I said, do you sneeze when you look at the sun? She looked at me like I was a mutant and said no and then didn't talk to me for the rest of the day. So
2: <laughs> don't well, share I it. I don't
3: blame her. <laughs> Ludicrous press question. Asking, asking the
2: hard
1: question. I I actually went and Google when I read that question too, so I had that answer as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, I had
0: to do this previously, and give her this information. About, I'm like, I'm not a freak, and it didn't work. Don't matter. I,
1: I got my information from Dr. Dr. Carl. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, all right, uh, this is. Uh, I got another one from the Sheikh. Uh, he actually came up with a few good questions. Um, there's been a lot of consternation regarding the way we have set up our seconds team over the past decade. We did have a part-time coach for a while. They were known as the Bull War, Red and White, due to the old Preston Alliance. We are now wearing navy and blue and known as the Northern Blues. What is the panel's preferred structure slash alliance level and what changes, if any, should be made in 2015? That seems to be right up your alley, HBA.
4: Oh, well, thank you. Um, look, I, I'd actually like to see us... A... Do what a lot of other clubs have done, and, and just have a carton reserves team. Yeah, agree. Um, it just it just seems to make sense for no other reason than that. Um, all the all the home games that we played at, at Vizzy and I don't have to trek out to Preston. I can actually just get to Visy Park. Um, I know I know cost. I know cost wise, it, it it hurt us a lot more. I think I read somewhere that to have have your own mm-hmm. reserves team can cost you upwards of. Two to three hundred thousand extra dollars a year, so obviously we'd have that'd have to come into consideration. But having said that, make, make it a carton reserves, and I actually think just expanding on that, I don't I actually don't think it'll be too much longer until there's a there's a complete AFL reserve system in place, and the the VFL and the Sandfall and the Waffle um, will just go back to how it was and, and go back to, to state leagues rather than sort of having this I'm not sure what it's like over in, in Adelaide, boys, but um, over here it's there's, there's like some standalone clubs there, there's some there's some clubs that are um, aligned with um, AFL clubs like like ours, um, and then there's clubs that have got reserve teams in. So it's a real mishmash of everything.
0: In Adelaide, there it's basically just all um, standalone clubs, and they're all poor. Um well, you...
3: go
2: Gold is folding now.
0: Yeah, that was really sad. Here, I'm from Central Victoria, so that was really sad. Um, to read for me, but I mean um, what HBF was saying with with regard to the cost, sure it's going to be a great cost, but isn't it, it it's a direct investment into the future success of the club isn't it
4: Correct.
3: Right.
4: Development I think, what they're, I, I think what they're doing though Shandog is um, they're actually to, to save that money, what they're actually doing is uh, they, they're playing our style of play at the bull uh, sorry at the northern Blues anyway. So I think they're saying, well, we'll almost treat it as a cut reserves, reserves, and then we just don't have to pay that that extra money to have our own reserves team in. And that's and, definitely the
0: right way of going about it, I think. I think
5: it the
3: is. other thing as well, sorry, um, look, but the Preston footy card probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our alignment. Um, they, they hit some hard times, so that's probably another factor too, because they're a proud club.
0: I also won the Coaches Award for the PYCWCC Cricket Under-14s Comp, so <laughs> I want it to survive.
5: It's it's about $400,000 a year at the moment because they put the price up for standalone licences, but um, it's important to notice that Hawthorne have the same arrangement we have in that they effectively took over Box Hill and run it as their own, which is effectively what we've done at Preston. Yeah. Yep. Um, with the exception that all Hawthorne's games, I believe, are played at Box Hill, whereas... Only three of ours have played at Preston a year. Um, I don't have any problem with the current, with the way it's currently set up. It keeps us in contact with the Northern Roots. Um, it keeps Preston alive. I, I, as much as I'd like to see the VFA clubs stay alive, I don't think they can go without uh, without substantial financial assistance, which the AFL isn't prepared to give them. So this satisfies both honour and duty, as it were. And uh, I don't really care if it stays or goes. So, six to one, half a dozen the other.
4: Amazing, yeah, I right? think the, I think the sort of the old school, um, sort of grassroots footy, grassroots footy supporters in Victoria would probably disagree with you there, Wookiee. I, I, you know, clubs like uh, you know Port Melbourne and Coburg, they've got massive followings. It's just I, I think some of their supporters actually left that club where they actually became aligned with other yeah. clubs.
5: Yeah, but okay. Coburg are going to be lucky if they survive the year as well. At the rate they're going, mm. like financially, they're screwed at the moment. Ever since Richmond bailed, Yep. They're, they'll be lucky to see the end of the year. Sandringham might not survive. St Kilda pulling out. It's it's not um, it's not an ideal situation, but it does keep these clubs alive.
4: Well, then how how do how do the waffle and the how do the waffle and the Sanford club survive? Then?
5: Waffle, you... waffle and Sanford club started from a stronger position. They were their own league. They had their own. They had their own right away. The VFA always competed with the VFL, and those those clubs uh, they were always secondary. And the VFA basically got wiped out by uh, by an ever increasing presence of the AFL, especially after Sunday games took off with uh, the VFL. Sandfell and uh, Waffle never had that to worry about until the late eighties.
0: I think there's still a really strong following of Sandfell. Uh, here in Adelaide, not so many, I guess, people who are willing to put their their money where their mouth is, but there's definitely a strong following.
5: That and as the Sandford has an incredibly huge, uh, they uh, they get guaranteed four hundred thousand dollars a year from the Sandford as a dividend, um, and they make their own sponsorships and money and whatnot, and they've got a good TV deal at the moment too with Channel Nine, so it's um, it's 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 a completely different situation.
4: Well, I, w- I would, wouldn't actually surprise me if, if uh, they did go down this path and the AFL reserves did come in so that if we just use the VFL as an example, it actually wouldn't surprise me if the AFL actually um, threw some money in there as well just to, just to keep it going. Cause I mean, it is, it is pretty important in Victoria that the VFL or if you want to call it the VFA survives. And, you know, I've never really had a club there, but, uh, you know, to see standalone clubs like Coburg and, and Port Melbourne and, and clubs like that go under, that'd, that'd be terrible. That'd be, I mean, they, they've been around for as long as um, clubs in the AFL, and to see them fold, I'd
5: be pretty. I think Port Melbourne are fairly secure. Same with Williams. Yeah. <laughs> those, uh, those older. I don't know how Frankston's still going, but it is. Um, I think it's
0: hard enough The AFL is given so much and it's a whole other topic realistically but the AFL has given so much assistance to these other new teams that are coming in there that it's it's a struggle as it is to keep football relevant in Victor or to be make it huge in Victoria it's um, we're losing so much talent out of there the big 4 uh, I reckon in 10 years not going to be the big 4 anymore um you know Richmond Collingwood and Carlton sort of thing so uh, the VFL really is going to struggle
2: it's not Victorian competition anymore. Oh,
0: yeah, I know, but in the terms of the what we're talking about now with the VFL, they're, they're going to feel the brunt of that mm. that, that fallout of that.
5: Mm. The, the, the AFL's focus is on the TAC Cup. That's where the majority of the Victorian football funding goes to at the moment. Um, the, the VFA clubs are a vastly secondary consideration, if a consideration at all. And it's just not on the AFL's radar, even though they formally took over AFL Victoria, which comprises the VFA and other leagues in 2011.
4: So, Wookie, I just I'm just going to make one more final point. Like, I I agree that you know Port Melbourne and Williamstown and that they've probably got big enough followings to survive. But if we've got other clubs that are falling over, then there's not going to be a league for those teams to play in anyway. So we have to. We have to put some money in there, whether it's through the AFL or whether it's through the Victorian government. We we, we just we just have to put money in there. And, and as I said, I don't really have a team in in I've never really had a team in the old VFA, but it, it needs to it needs to stay. It, it just it just needs to stay. But I, I think we need to separate the AFL clubs and the VFL clubs and make it make the VFL a more standalone competition. Yep. I, I just think that would work better.
5: You're not going to get any argument from me on it. I'm just going to say that North, uh, clubs like North Melbourne, they show absolutely no interest in uh, getting away from their current arrangements, and the clubs that they're aligned with seem to be pretty happy with that last I saw. Um, and that's, you know, Werribee and North Ballarat. and Whether they can survive without North's uh, input, I have yes. no idea. Um, North Ballarat almost certainly could. Whether Werribee could, I don't know. Um Sandringham and St Kilda, they'll probably split up uh 2017 now, I think. But um, I, I agree with you. The more money needs to go back in, uh, it's a disgrace that Bendigo have gone under. Yep. Essendon should not have been allowed to leave them at fa- uh, foundering the way they did. Uh, Bendigo were never going to last long the way they were left. So it's, it's just. The, and the. You know, it would be a shame to see clubs like Williamstown and and, and Port Melbourne have nowhere to play. Exactly. Uh, because, exactly. You know, every every other club just fell over at the last. Well, at least hundred and fifty year old clubs. Williamstown, I think, is the fourth oldest club in the country. So. It,
4: exactly. And and you know, as as someone mentioned pre- or earlier, that you know we've we've thrown so much money at, or the AFL have thrown so much money at Gold Coast and Greater West and Sydney. You know, they really start. They really need to start looking. Back at the old foundation clubs, and I, I don't care whether that's within Victoria or South Australia or Western Australia or even Tasmania, they, they, they've got to they've got to start looking at these clubs that have been that have been around for for over hundred years. It just it needs to be done. It just needs to be done. Mm. We've
3: probably been oh, breaking more hearts hey, with Bendigo. Interesting.
4: Yeah. All right. Listen, we'll just
1: play uh, one one last quick one. This is from Azul. Azul. Why doesn't Malthouse trial Tui as a defensive half-forward? Uh, he is out of form at the moment, down, to, down back. Uh, he has been moving up the ground a little bit here and there, but uh, I don't know, it seems, like a, it seems like a reasonable suggestion to me.
4: I'd I, I try it. I'd try it with him. Why not? Well, we've we've had a bit of success
1: with defensive half-forwards in the past. You know, Robinson's done it. Uh, Carrazzo's done it. Uh, Tui's a, a beautiful kick of the ball um, when he's on song and um, and sort of having him as a high half-forward, uh, maybe we'll get a couple of those team-lifting goals out of him. I'm
4: not sure. I think actually going to the games and um, maybe in um, Bluebell, you probably hopefully back me up here, but I've noticed, have you guys noticed how many times um Tui will actually sort of run around the back when someone's got the ball sort of fifty, fifty five yeah. meters out. And yeah. you think that that sort of seems to be what he really looks for now. It's like, oh, if I if I wait a bit and sneak around behind the player that's got the footy, I might be able to kick a long shot. That it's it's, it's almost like that's become his focus rather yeah. than what he's Absolutely. actually.
3: Absolutely. He had some success with it last year, but this year he hasn't really set the world on fire uh, with it.
4: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So why not? Why not play him as a defensive half forward? I, I, I didn't like the idea earlier in the year. I wasn't sure whether he um. Sort of whether he was smart enough. But if, if you actually play him as a as a defensive half forward and give him a job, yeah, yeah. why not? Why not?
2: Gotta try something, don't you? I yeah. agree. You, you can't just leave people form. in unsuccessful positions and just say, well, let's not try anything different. Give it a shot; can't
1: hurt. Yeah, I mean, what's the worst that can happen, we have to switch him back. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for him to find a decent matchup down back of late. Um, he's he's usually getting matched up with somebody who has a lot more pace than him, and yeah, uh, and he's, he's he's getting turned turned around. Yeah. And he, it, I just thought, I mean, not not that uh, we particularly like this player, but he is a little bit of a. He's a little bit of a Josh Hunt type, isn't he?
5: Um,
1: well, <laughs> I, I knew I'd get that reaction, but but, but no, the, the, the big boot, um, not not so not so pacey, sort of relies on reading the ball coming in. Uh, maybe it, not as good overhead, um, but he was pacey. That's the thing that I'm really yeah. Disappointed. That's what I'm
2: thinking. What am I mental, or did he used to be really fast? I thought he was
1: faster. Well, I, I think he's been so slow this year that I don't remember him ever being fast.
2: Mm.
3: He He he
1: might be carrying injury. injury. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we could we could have a whole new team out there next year if 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 everyone's sort of fit, because there's a lot of players who seem to be have lost lost a yard this year. Yeah. We're very very slow team this year. So anyway, Mm. all right. Uh, On Sunday night, seven ten p.m. at the MCG, Carlton take on Collingwood. Sunday night, jeez.
2: What a lovely time
1: slot. It's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, Look, we've. We've probably past taken an in-depth look at this given our season is shot and we are sort of more looking at player development rather than how we can win the game. But uh, we'll, give it a, we'll give it a quick look at um, in McGuinness, Murphy and Johnson uh, and Simon White's being named despite being supposedly out for three weeks with an injury. So a
0: miraculous recovery.
2: Oh God! Get stuff, Mick, Seriously.
0: Yeah, I assume therefore that Aaron Joseph and uh, Nick DiGen have great chances of being in the side as well. Farewell games to DiGen, Scotland, and Bootsma. <laughs> <Yes.
3: laughs>
2: not Bootsma. Come on, too far. Uh, do you reckon what? Mick?
0: Do you reckon Mick could actually name players who are still on our list that are retired?
2: Probably. Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. surprise me to be completely like. I'm surprised Coot is not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. Look,
1: look. McInnes is obviously in for White, and uh, that's what's going to happen. And McInnes has been and actually pretty, seems to have regained uh, his touch in the in the BFL, and sort of people are hopeful that he's got back to where he was prior to his injury last year. So uh, hopefully, because he was he was when he first came to the team, he was a bit of a breath of fresh air, uh, and really, really hope that uh, Blaine Johnson gets a run. Do we yeah, think Murphy's yeah.
3: going to come back? Oh, yeah, ham-
1: yeah. oh, I don't know, I mean, hamstrings, I mean, mm. I mean it's usually a week, even if you give it a little bit of a strain, uh, but uh, it, it was a bit weird last week. I don't know if we, I don't know if he did his hammy or if we just decided that we'd be a bit cocky and rest him mm. in the but, end. Yeah. It was I, a
2: very, very late withdrawal, though. Like I can't it was shake the, last the feeling that, minute.
0: yeah, I can't shake that feeling that we did exactly what ODN just said. I know, I'd like but to think that.
2: think logically. Like, why? Why would we have done that? And why I know. would we have waited Because we think we're better than we are. Maybe. But, if... I mean, if you're going to do a late withdrawal, you can. You face fines for doing it that late.
1: You on a team yeah. sheet. Yeah, but well, I mean, if you're injured, you're injured, so you don't get the. Mm. Yeah, I, I. You know, we we rested. That was Judd's first game against GWS. Uh, we rested him the previous two yeah, occasions, I'm, so we just.
2: I wouldn't be surprised, but
1: it's ludicrous, you know? It it is ludicrous, but uh, we are not above being ludicrous. (laughs) (laughs) Both both Carlton and the podcast.
2: (laughs) I'll
0: throw the question out for this game, and this can be maybe the general discussion thing. In what area of the ground are we actually going to beat Collingwood?
2: The scoreboard. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no no, I said on the ground. I was on the on gr- <laughs> 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 the nice try, happy Meb.
5: <laughs> we're gonna beat them in hit outs because we're oh, guaranteed to win.
0: Well even now, it's he, sometimes the the oh. old witch's hat hasn't won them.
5: Didn't Warlock we, get, get hit
1: that's it. Didn't Warnock get smacked by wits
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I think Rundy's think about no. that though. Uh. Yeah, no, we won't uh, look. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it can only be in heart and, and, and endeavor, and, and hoping that Carlton of old, that used to lift against Collingwood, does so again on yeah. Sunday
2: night. If we're going to win another game this year, it'll be this one because we yep. beat teams that we aren't supposed to beat, and then we play teams that we are supposed to beat, and last Sunday happens. So, <laughs> so i i we can do this. And it's we just,
3: haven't beaten a team that we're not supposed to beat this year, so we're due. Just depends
1: okay. if we're uh, just depends if we're um, uh, managing our list and looking at somebody like McCartan in the draft this year. Okay. Yeah. Oh.
3: I just. I Who think, knows? Yeah, I, I think we will win, and I think Tom. I think Daisy will have a night out. Jeez, I hope so. After all to that, to giggling,
2: all that giggling last time oh. that creeps oh. me out.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, <sure. laughs> Alright, All right. winner at margins, people. Go around. Carlton
3: okay. by
2: 5 points. <gasps>
5: Carlton by 2 points. Blues by 57.
0: Oh. Ooh, Collingwood by 10 goals.
4: <gasps> I'm just Carlton not feeling points. in for happy. Uh, Collingwood by 35 points.
3: Oh, oh, bitch. Shani, if you feel oh. like you're feeling in for happy, you meant to say Carlton by that much, not <laughs> Collingwood. Yeah, oh, like-
4: was it? Oh, shit, I screwed it.
3: <laughs> no,
4: no 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 happy
1: dude happy dude was well predict the opposition by yeah six he six was at the
0: Carlton look so honestly gotta... I've got some mates at work who I talk about f- football a, a lot with and and the last few weeks when I've spoken to them I said oh, how do you think Carl, I, how, how do you think Carlton's going to go I just I literally say I had no idea mm. like I can't I can't argue anything because I just have no idea who's going to roll up and what is going to happen so I have
3: a feeling we're going to win.
1: Oh look, I'm going to look at head versus heart, and I think um I, yeah, I, I don't see. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that we're motivated enough to, to actually go out and win this game at the moment. And I don't know where our priorities lie right now. So, um, my, my logic tells me Collingwood by about uh, somewhere about twenty eight points, but oh, I, I still want hold, to get I, a
3: win on the board against his old team. I still, I still
1: hold out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone was forced to bet their house on it. We'd all be going Collingwood.
3: Yeah. Well, oh, no, I don't
2: even have a house. I go <laughs> Carlton
5: because you were betting on Carlton to be Collingwood. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd, I'd still go Carlton, and I'd put the person's house that I live in on it. <laughs> oh, that's very brave of you. That's what I would do. Uh, all right, I think it's time
1: to wrap it up for the night. Oh, did oh, oh,
5: um, right Oh, you've got something Wookiee. Before you wrap it up, uh, Josh Bootsma will be playing for Peel Thunder. Uh, effective immediately, I believe. Well, oh, there
1: good you go. Well, that's, that's big news. Oh, oh, actually, there was one, one more thing. I was going to ask everybody what they're looking forward to on the weekend.
2: Um... <laughs> 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 the, no the, the Gold Coast
0: Hawthorne match:
4: oh. <laughs> All right, I was going to ask HBF what he's looking for. <laughs> what he's looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to going down to Geelong tomorrow and um, seeing WA, South Australia, Vic Metro, and Vic Country play at Simmons, see if, we, see if I can determine who might be coming to Carlton next year, so a couple of a double-headed down at Geelong tomorrow. can't wait.: Is it on TV? Yeah, it's on Foxtel.
1: And who should we be looking out for for Carlton? Oh,
4: the 64 million dollar question. Look, probably it. Look, I'll, I'll give you a few names, and they they seem to be um, they seem to be from mainly Vic, Vic Metro and Vic Country. But um, Christian Petrarca, who you've heard me mention before, um. Midfielder can play half forward, an absolute beast. Would love him at Carlton. Um, Angus Brayshaw, midfielder from Sandy Dragons. Um, good, reasonable speed, um, can kick on both sides, as good as anyone that I've seen coming through at this level. Um, and son really hot. Hard... Sorry?
3: Son of James?
4: Uh, no, son of Mark, actually. Oh, so, it's
3: Mark's? Okay.
4: Yeah. Cool. Didn't, obviously, didn't play enough games at North Melbourne to. Um, get to north. Um, and then if we finish low enough, then that probably starts bringing in maybe McCartan, um, two-metre Peter Wright, and um, <laughs> Sam, Durden, Sam Durden from South Australia. So I actually haven't seen Durden live yet, so I'm actually really looking forward to, to seeing him uh, tomorrow. Um, there's been a couple of uh, players that have sort of shot up the rankings, a guy called Caleb Marchbank, who... Um, Plays for Vic Country, 193 centimetre key defender, and can go forward as well. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing him again um, tomorrow. Perhaps in the second round, depending what we do first round. Um, Warren McKenzie's son Reese plays for um, Vic Metro. So um, I haven't seen the squad, so I'm not sure if he's playing tomorrow. But um, he might be one we can we can grab in the um, in the second round of the draft, provided we've still got that second pick. But I will give. Um, I'll write up some notes tomorrow and post it sometime over the weekend on what I've seen and what I think and see so how we go. Cool.
1: Enjoy. Thanks, HBF. Uh, wouldn't mind having a two-metre Peter but uh, I don't know where to put it. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and, um, and I hope none of them cost us $64 million in one way. <laughs> I don't know if Celery cap's going up that fast. All right, it's been a great... Uh, night, everybody. Great podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody. Uh, good night, Bluebell.
3: Good night, everyone. Go blues. Uh,
1: good night, Mebby.
3: Good night, everybody. Keep the faith.
1: <laughs> good night, Shad Dog. Good night, Go Baggers Good night, HBF. Good night, everybody. Uh, good night, and it's been great having you back on, Wookie.
5: Thank you very much EGN. <laughs> <laughs> I Wookie, you will the
2: to see that
3: accent. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh awesome. Anyway. Good
1: night everybody. Gay Boys.